Well, hello, friends, and welcome to day 21 of this Bible in a Year reading plan with Pastor Steve. It is January 29th, a Monday, and what a better way to start our week than with the Word of God. So today, welcome to you who are joining us for the first time. Welcome back to those who have been enduring this journey for quite a while now. Today, we will be reading from Exodus chapters 30 through 33, Psalm 21, and Proverb 21. I will read by way of this podcast, Exodus chapters 31 through 33 from the World English Bible. If you need the Bible in your reading plan, please see the link in the show notes and you can go to that webpage and download it there. As always, I invite you to as always, I invite you to join our Facebook page as well, which you can get connected with from that same link. Or you could just search on Facebook, Bible in the Year with Pastor Steve, so that we can continue the conversation, address any questions, and share insights and all that good stuff. So friends, without further ado, let us jump right into God's Word. Exodus chapter 31. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Holy Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all kinds of workmanship to devise skillful works, to work in gold and in silver and in bronze and in cutting of stones for setting and in carving of wood to work in all kinds of workmanship. Behold, I myself have appointed with him Oholiab, the son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan, and in the heart of all who are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom, that they may make all that I have commanded you, the tent of meeting, the ark of the covenant, the mercy seat that is on it, all the furniture of the tent, the table and its vessels, the pure lampstand with all its vessels, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all its vessels, the basin and its base, the finely worked garments, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office, the anointing oil, and the incense of sweet spices for the holy place. According to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Most certainly you shall keep my Sabbaths, for it is a sign between you and me throughout your generations, that you may know that I am Yahweh who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. For whoever does any work therein, the soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to Yahweh. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath shall surely be put to death. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days Yahweh made heaven and earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. When he finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses the two tablets of the covenant, stone tablets written with God's finger. Exodus chapter 32. When the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, 
We don't know what has become of him. Aaron said to them, Take off the golden rings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them to me. All the people took off the golden rings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. He received what they handed him, fashioned it with an engraving tool, and made it a molded calf. Then they said, Then they said, These are your gods, Israel, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow shall be a feast to Yahweh. They rose up early on the next day and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Yahweh spoke to Moses, Go, get down, for all your people who you brought up out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned away quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and have worshipped it and have sacrificed to it and said, These are your gods, Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Yahweh said to Moses, I have seen these people, and behold, they are a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, leave me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and that I may consume them, and I will make of you a great nation. Moses begged Yahweh his God and said, Yahweh, why does your wrath burn hot against your people that you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians talk, saying he brought them out for evil, to kill them on the mountains, and to consume them from the surface of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath, and turn away from this evil against your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self, and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the stars of the sky, and this land that I have spoken of I will give to your offspring, and they shall inherit it forever. So Yahweh turned away from the evil which he said he would do to his people. Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the covenant in his hands, tablets that were written on both their sides. They were written on one side and on the other. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is the noise of war in the camp. He said, It isn't the voice of those who shout for victory. It is not the voice of those who cry for being overcome, but the noise of those who sing that I hear. As soon as he came near to the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing. Then Moses' anger grew hot, and he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them beneath the mountain. He took the calf with which they made and burned it with fire, ground it into a powder, and scattered it on the water and made the children of Israel drink it. Moses said to Aaron, What did these people do to you that you have brought a great sin on them? Aaron said, Don't let the anger of my Lord grow hot. You know the people, that they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods which shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. I said to them, Whoever has any gold, let them take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it in the fire, and out came this calf. When Moses saw the people were out of control, for Aaron had let them lose control, causing derision among their enemies, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, Whoever is on Yahweh's side, come to me. All the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. He said to them, Yahweh the God of Israel says, Every man put his sword on his thigh. 
and go back and forth from the gate to gate throughout the camp, and every man kill his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. The sons of Levi did according to the words of Moses. About three thousand men fell of the people that day. Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to Yahweh, for every man was against his son and against his brother, that he may give you a blessing today. On the next day Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin. Now I will go up to Yahweh. Perhaps I will make atonement for your sin. Moses returned to Yahweh and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made themselves gods of gold. Yet now, if you will, forgive their sin. And if not, please blot me out of your book, which you have written. Yahweh said to Moses, Whoever sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Now go. Lead the people to the place of which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I punish, I will punish them for their sin. Yahweh struck the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron made. Exodus chapter 33 Yahweh spoke to Moses, Depart, Go up from here, you and the people that you have brought up out of the land of Egypt to the land of which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, I will give it to your offspring. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Go to a land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go up among you, for you are a stiff-necked people, lest I consume you on the way. When the people heard this evil news, they mourned, and no one put on his jewelry. Yahweh said to Moses, Tell the children of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. If I were to go up among you for one moment, I would consume you. Therefore now take off your jewelry from you, that I may know what to do to you. The children of Israel stripped themselves of their jewelry from Mount Horeb onward. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far away from the camp, and he called it the Tent of Meeting. Everyone who sought Yahweh went out to the Tent of Meeting, which was on the outside of the camp. When Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose up and stood, everyone at their tent door, and watched Moses, until he had gone into the tent. When Moses entered into the tent, the pillar of the cloud descended, stood at the door of the tent, and Yahweh spoke to Moses. All the people saw the pillar of the cloud stand at the door of the tent, and all the people rose up and worshipped everyone at their tent door. Yahweh spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. He turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, didn't depart from the tent. Moses said to Yahweh, Behold, you tell me, bring up this people, and you haven't let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me your way. Now that I may know, so that I may find favor in your sight, and consider this nation as your people. He said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Moses said to him, If your presence doesn't go with me, don't carry us up from here. For how would people know that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Isn't it that you go with us, so that we are separated, I and your people, from all the people who are on the surface of the earth? Yahweh said to Moses, I will do this thing also that you have spoken for you, have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. 
Moses said, please show me your glory. He said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim Yahweh's name before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. He said, you cannot see my face for man may not see me and live. Yahweh said, behold, there is a place by me and you shall stand on the rock. It will happen while my glory passes by that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand and you will see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Gracious and heavenly Father, we give you thanks for yet another day. Each day is a gift and the next day is never guaranteed, so we lift up our voices in praise for this day. Be with us as we hear your word, open our minds and our hearts that we might receive your word and the truth therein, and that we might be changed because of it, and led according to your purposes for your glory, this day and forever. Amen. Well, friends, this is probably one of those stories that if you've ever grown up in the church and went to Sunday school, you learned about God giving the law to Moses in the form of these two stone tablets. I've actually seen a meme online that uh, this was the first time that Moses or anyone accessed information from the cloud onto their tablet, their smart device, playing on this uh, story in particular. But as we see here, Moses gathered with God on the mountain, and he did receive instructions and commandments, and God inscribed with his very own finger the Ten Commandments on these two stone tablets that they might keep them and refer to them and have them lead a life that is holy. These Ten Commandments were given so that there are guardrails and parameters for how God's people ought to live. They're not only good for us, but they're good for the community, and they ensure that we are living holy lives because when we are in the presence of God, which they were, they were in the very presence of God, uh, sin could not stand in that presence because God is so holy that his consuming glory, his fire, we've heard this before, would consume sin and anyone involved with it like a fire. So there are these parameters, and later we see that there is the tabernacle, which is to be built so that humanity, especially the called out people of Israel, could approach God in a way that ensured they could stand in his presence, his holy presence. Well, what happens here after Moses receives the tablets that he gets word from God that the people down off of the mountain, down in the valley area, have already gone off and sinned. They created another God. So Moses went down there and he saw it for himself. You know, God up on the mountain said, let me just consume them, their sin. I've, you know, I'm a consuming fire. Let me go ahead and take care of this and I'll build the nation that I promised through Abraham through you. We'll start over again, almost like a Noah event. But Moses said, no, don't let this be so. Don't let this happen because he reminded God of his loving kindness, right? His covenant faithfulness and said, let's handle this another way. But when Moses got down there and saw it for himself, he smashed the tablets. He confronted his brother Aaron, who was like, yeah, we threw in this gold in the fire and wow, this golden calf came out. But we know darn well that Aaron was the one who came up with the plan to make this calf out of the gold. Uh, So how quickly the hearts of Israel turned right towards this idolatry. 
It's giving love. It's giving worship and respect to anything other than God. And in this case, it was this golden calf. So Moses, he experiences this for himself, and he channels his own wrath, which led to the killing of many of the Israelite people who were sinful during this time. Later, we'll see that God gave them another chance. He re-inscribed the words on the tablets. There's a second set that was given uh, so that this law could stand in their midst and lead them. This is part of God's gracious and, and merciful ways that always counterbalance his justice. Yes, God is just and we are accountable for our actions and God will let us fall into the mess if we choose to fall into the mess, but he is always standing ready to extend love and forgiveness to those who are ready to receive it. So again, God does have wrath, but it is, but it is tempered by his love and his forgiveness and his patience. We'll see throughout scripture how patient God really has been because Israel will time and again resort to idolatry and they get into some messes because of it. God warned them, but there they go. And time and again, God welcomed them back. And thanks be to God that through Jesus Christ, Jesus' work on the cross actually liberated us from the power of sin and death so that we don't have to fall into idolatry over and over again like these people. We can offer ourselves to God as a living sacrifice to be transformed, to be perfected, and so that we can walk in perfect unity with him, who, by the way, doesn't live in the tabernacle, but lives within us through the Holy Spirit's presence. So friends, let us continue to press on with one another and celebrate the fact that God stands ready to forgive us, that he has dealt with sin once and for all on the cross of Jesus Christ, his son, so that we might be liberated from the bonds of sin and death that seek to ensnare our hearts and to drag our bodies down to the pit of despair. Let us give thanks this day that through Jesus Christ, we can live lives that honor and glorify God, these holy lives that not only benefit us, but benefit the world around us as we live as a challenge to the way that the world is living. So friends, let us continue to encourage and pray for one another. And I hope to see you back tomorrow.